We all have a creative part of our brain, whether we use it or not, for generating new ideas, problem solving, and just viewing ourselves in this world. I am Ricky McGeckron, an artist living in Chicago, and I am eager to know and share with you all how people of a creative leaning have brought this way of thinking to the forefront and how it has shifted outcomes. When I am recording with an eager-to-know guest, I am sort of in this weird, intense place of extreme listening. I am very focused on what the guest is sharing and constantly trying to calculate what my listeners will want to know next. It's a unique mental state for me, and I honestly don't always remember what we talked about when the interview is done. It's not until I get back to the editing suite and listen to the full recording that I can understand what was really recorded. It reminds me of like an old-timey miner or prospector who goes out to gather ore, rocks, and minerals, and it's not until he gets back and empties his bag and sees what he got. Everything is sifted, sorted, and inspected. Hopefully, he gets some gems. Roy Grant is a life coach who lives in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. His honesty about his past experiences is great. His views on healing and the value of life are really inspiring. I have to say, this episode has some gems. Lots of them, they are sparkly ones, and people will find them both valuable and beautiful. I am pleased to share my conversation with life coach Roy Grant. Roy, welcome. I'm very excited that you are the first person that I'm talking to in a studio. We have not, I have not been in a studio for, I don't know, over a year. I'm glad that we're doing this in a studio. Me too. How lovely. Thank you so much for having me. You and I met at the Hofheimer Gallery. Your mom is an artist and was having a show and you and I just started talking. As happens at art openings, the conversations go everywhere. And I think we started talking about meditation. Is yeah. That, is that accurate? Yeah, absolutely. Because you were you were starting your journey into meditation. And uh, I teach and write and teach meditation. Um, and it's been a big passion of mine since I was a teenager. As a teenager? That seems... Oh, yeah. That's really interesting. How did you, how did that come about? Yeah, so I would say a couple reasons that came about. Number one, I had some trauma in in my um, youth, um, some sexual abuse um, from family members um, that are no longer in the picture. So that's number one, I knew I needed some healing. And number two, I was discovering that I was gay and I was going through a ton of bullying at school and in grade school. And what grade was this? It was the worst in seventh and eighth grade, mm, but okay. it was as long as I could remember, you know, and that really put me in a state of feeling like I didn't belong. Okay. And so that made me go inward 
instead of outward. It was my mom who gave me some self-help books and introduced me to some meditations. And then I was like, wow, it just worked for me. So what were you telling your mom? Not, I don't need to know the gory details, but what mm-hmm. was the general sense that you were telling your mom? That, that just seems like an interesting recommendation from a mom. Uh, what, what was it that you were telling her that was going on with you? Well, we're definitely soulmates, and I think we're just always, we've always been in perfect sync, and I don't think there was a conversation, but we've both been on healing journeys, you know. She um, was dealing with her healing as well, so when she had those books for herself, you know, she just kind of lent them to me, and we've we've always been deep, emotional, sensitive people, and so we've always had conversations about what we're feeling I think that's really important to know what you're feeling and um, be conscious of it um, rather than walking around and simply reacting to the world from your wounds. Mm. You need to be responsible for them and know what you're dealing with. Yeah. This is such an interesting timing because I don't know if you listened to my last episode of this podcast was with my yoga instructor. And specifically what we talked about was meditation and how that can be helpful to people and how it can help people react from not from emotions but uh so so it's interesting the 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 timing of this that's kind of where everything started for you because obviously you're now doing a lot of things around life coaching helping people um you're also a nurse but it all kind of started from this books from your mom yeah so i'm Diving into my own healing and reading these self-help books and doing these meditations, it was like, I want to write this book. I want to write these meditations. I can. And that was when I really felt like I aligned with my purpose, my God-given purpose. And I just became, that was it. I knew I needed to be a self-help author. And uh, I knew I needed to teach people how to heal and help them. When you're meditating, it's just you. So how how can you heal with just you? I mean, normally when we think of healing, I think of an outside force coming in and um, doing something physically to you, or um, you would need like an outside something to actually heal. But with meditation, it's just your own brain and your own breath. Can you explain that? Oh, I think that that's a great question, a great perspective. Um, I love that. But th- that's that's the thing. And what I try and teach people is everything you need is already inside you. You already have all the wisdom, all the confidence, um, all the power to create the life that you want and the healing that you want. And so all this meditation work, all the life coaching, all the self-help books, all of it is a reminder of what your soul already knows. And the world around you has done a great job, usually, of suppressing all that wisdom and power and making you, belittling you and making you feel like you don't have access to to truth or wisdom or healing or the ability to create the life of your dreams. So to answer your question of how you heal by yourself, it's, it, it is that looking inward and accessing that greater truth that it's all there. Number one, like I already mentioned, you're you're acknowledging what you're feeling. You're giving it space to be released. 
while simultaneously tapping into these hidden powers, this hidden greatness. And the more that you allow that to flow up from the wellspring, because you are divine and you're connected to this divine source that is the universe, the more you learn how to maintain that on a daily basis. Um, and then you slowly become immune to uh, the negativity of the world around us. These books that you were using, was it like a structured program or a f specific philosophy? So the two most powerful for me um, was Creative Visualization by Shakti Gawain. Um, and that is literal guided visual meditation um, to manifest uh, what you want in your life. And the second one was um, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. And that that one was the biggest for me because she talks about literally looking at yourself in the mirror and telling yourself that you love yourself unconditionally. And so that's that was the core of my healing process was finding that unconditional love for myself. Okay, so you were in a situation where you thought you didn't love yourself and you thought negative things about yourself? Well, I think when I was young, and, and like I think we all do, we all know we're special and we're great. And then somebody tells you you're not. And that's what my bullies did. They told me that I wasn't the way I was supposed to be, you yeah. know? And so, yeah, that buried all the gems and the, mm. the good that I, I once knew that I had. And then you, that's what healing is, is about recovering that. And, okay. All right. That makes yeah. sense. So you basically had a foundation of feeling good about yourself as a kid and then some things happened where it got derailed and you started getting these other messages. Yeah. I mean, when, when you say the same was true for you, did you? Have yeah. So I was very similar and it's still, it's still an issue. Like, cause I was brought up in a uh, very loving, well, a dysfunctional, but loving family. <laughs> um, but I had four older sisters that were doted on me. And I also was a, um, uh, very talented, like artistic kid. So I got a lot and I grew up in a neighborhood where I got a lot of uh, praise. And so I had this foundation of feeling really good about myself and whatever. But then at some point, I started getting uh, negative feedback. And it was more of a confusion. I don't understand why are people I don't I don't feel like the world is seeing me the way that I see myself, the, mm. from the way that people are responding. I don't necessarily felt like it was that damaging, but it was very confusing. Mm -hmm. And that causes, you know, that causes problems uh, as well. It reminds me of a motion sickness. So motion no. sickness is caused by your ear canal can tell where you are if you're level. And what happens is what your ear is perceiving and what your eyes are perceiving aren't in sync. And so mm -hmm. your little lizard brain thinks you've been poisoned. And so it makes you throw up to get rid of the poison. So it thinks that's what's going on. So this is oh the, the disconnect makes you sick. So that's kind of what happened with me is like there was and it's still an issue with me today. Well, so you have all of this experience, you had all this healing, and you've created a life for yourself out of all that. And that's amazing. I think that's something people can learn from. Can you talk about that? That how you took all of this and you're turning it into 
trying to help others heal people. You've created it into, you know, a business for yourself, potentially with life coaching. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what I'd love to share with everyone is the, the truth that pain is power. You can transform pain into power because what I went through made me a very sensitive and empathetic person. And I believe that sensitivity and empathy is everything that the world needs. And if I wouldn't have gone through those experiences, maybe I would have been a big jerk. I don't know. So I would love for people to know that they can, to to change the perspective and, and look at their pain as an opportunity to make them a superhero and to give them superpowers. Um, and that's, yeah, that's what I work on in my, in my coaching and the meditation that life has meaning and we're not alone. And I think when you know that life has meaning and you can find that truth for yourself and even the meaning behind your pain, then that's when fear goes away because you know you're a part of something bigger. And it's not just all, oh, why is this happening to me? And, you know, the universe is unfair and there's so much inequality and injustice. And you can either let it destroy you or you can totally turn it around and, and make yourself and the world a better place. So I know I hear that all the time, that what makes you, that what doesn't kill you, make you makes you stronger. But I don't necessarily agree with that because I feel like there's people... We see people all the time that what has happened to them has destroyed them and they just yeah. never recover. And, it, you know, you see it, you see it all the time. We've seen it throughout history. And then there's some people that for whatever reason, whether it's luck, whether they, they, um, that doesn't happen and they're able to turn it into something. What, what do you think of that? Yeah. I mean, it's, I have a great life. And it's easy for me to say, like, oh, life is great. All Even your pain has meaning, you know, when there are people that are truly deeply suffering. Yeah. And they they don't even have the basic needs, you know, to survive. You know, that's easy for me to say. But um, I think that there is no hierarchy of pain because when you are experiencing pain, you are in pain. And all pain um, can be transformed through perspective and the answer is that you have to accept the fact that life isn't isn't fair it isn't always kind um it isn't just but if you can believe that life matters you're going to you're going to have the motivation and the strength to be able to make it through anything and if you don't believe that life matters or that you're powerless um, and that you're just adrift in this river of pain, then, of course, you're going to continue to suffer without any end in sight. Yeah. You know, there has to be that, that belief. Do you think a lot of people just feel like they are powerless and that they are just in this, the river of life? I do. I think the the main problem, like we spoke about in the beginning, is that people are not... They don't know what they're feeling. They don't know their pain. They don't know the root so, of it. I see. So it all goes back to that with you. I see what you're saying. You have to, to be I, conscious of you your You have to be conscious pain. of your feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so this is why when I was having that conversation with my yoga instructor, because uh, we were talking about the importance of mindfulness. 
and how it helps. I, because uh, I'm such a goal-oriented person, I'm just thinking it, you're just going to get better results no matter what you do. So why don't mm-hmm. they teach this in schools? Not that you would necessarily teach meditation, but something that would help people be more mindful. So I wasn't necessarily thinking about it in terms of pain, but yeah, I was just thinking of feelings, you know, mindfulness of being your feelings. But I think that you're kind of going a step further and like really thinking about the pain and being aware of not just your feelings, but your actual pain and that that can um, help you heal it. I know that you do events with people. Um, and I think I saw one in Tokyo. Can you tell me about what the purpose of those, why you do them? And I just want to know more about that. I'm curious. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I facilitate self-help workshops and support groups. Um, and that was important to me because it wouldn't be enough for me to just write a book, um, or to post meditations online. For instance, I need to connect with people and, and be there in that healing process. Um, and that's the same reason why I became a nurse is because I wanted that connection and that contact, um, with people that need help. So that's why I started the groups. Um, and yeah, I have, um, a couple for gay men, um, in Milwaukee and then in Chicago. And then I have, um, an LGBTQ self-help group in Tokyo. Um, and then I have another group that's called, um, Heads Up, You're Precious, and that's a self-help and meditation group and soul discussion group um, in San Francisco and Chicago. And are you, are you obviously are going to these places to, to do them? For the Midwest ones, I'm in person. I mean, after, not for the last year, obviously, um, it's been all on online, but, and the Tokyo and San Francisco groups are also online. What kind of thing would be going on in someone's life in their mind that would bring them to your, like what problem would someone have that they would think that this would solve it? The premise of these groups is to raise the level of your consciousness to connect with like-minded people um, and to, to heal to make change in your life or, or to connect with other people so that you know you're not alone in your suffering. And it's really this beautiful process of all these people from all different ages and walks of life. It becomes this pool of wisdom that we get to take and share in. Um, and it's this opportunity that you don't get in your daily life. You don't, when you meet somebody, a, a new stranger, I mean, you you don't go and talk about, yeah, so what are the intricacies of moving on from a past relationship? Or, you know, how do I get self-esteem? I mean, you're talking about the weather or whatever it is. So this is getting strangers together and going straight to the meat of the matter. All right. Now, how is the this type of stuff that you're doing, everything that we've been talking about, how is this different from like therapy? Well, as I have on my life coaching website, I say it is therapy, but it's juicier because it's 
it's totally engaging. You're engaging with your whole being and um, you get to talk about the good and the bad, the past and the future. You get to set goals and get excited about healing. I think that might be what's missing from therapy um, uh, is this level of excitement and that yeah. this is so cool that I get to change my life. I have power. Yeah. Uh, so I assume that you did regu- standard regular therapy? For myself, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. And so was that that was a positive experience, but it wasn't, you needed, you wanted more. How would you describe like your therapy experience related to all this other stuff? Yeah, I real I worked with a few different therapists and, um, at the end of the day, I realized that it's great to have a sounding board, but it's really up to me whether I'm going to make the changes I need to make. And I know myself best, um, And with therapy, there was maybe some exploration of the feelings or the past, but I'm future-oriented. I want to imagine this bright, beautiful future and all the things that I want to achieve. And so coaching is taking it to that level. Wonderful. I remember I was in therapy years ago, and I remember just talking to the therapist. So I'm just supposed to just talk to you about my feelings and that's what we're doing that sounds I I don't see how this is helpful it's not actionable you know what I mean like he wasn't giving me any action items so I stopped doing it but I think what you're doing it sounds much more action oriented Um, and you know I like the fact that there is a component of dealing with feelings dealing with pain but it does sound like it's a bit more action oriented which sounds good to me yeah 100% So can we talk about the different ways that you are connecting with people? Um, I know, obviously, you're a a nurse, you are a life coach, um, and I think you have other uh, books. Uh, Can you just tell me about everything that you're putting out there and (laughs) and how you're connecting with people? Primarily, I'm through life coaching and and writing and these facilitating these self-help workshops um, so, but my, my biggest passion is, is the writing. So my hope is to get out as many self-help books published as I can. Um, and my current one is Paradises Now, and that's delving into what we were talking about before, about the power of our pain and finding meaning to life, um, and being able to, regardless of your environment or experiences, um, find the beauty and the miracle in it. But um, I also do um, young adult and children's books um, in the science fiction and fantasy realm. Uh, and I also do meditations for children, um, which is combining everything, really, um, which is really fun. Tell me about meditations for children. That sounds fascinating. How old are the kids? How do they uh, experience this online is it in person so these are um i've just finished recording them so they're going to be going on youtube um just for free and i plan to make a corresponding book that goes with it um, so that parents or guardians or teachers can maybe read these um, meditations aloud if that's the style that they like Um, but they are totally 
accessing the children's powers within, but doing it in a really fun way. So it's like a fantasy story where you're you're the hero and you're experiencing it all around you, um, but dealing with really meaningful matter. So it's a bit of a trick in a way. The kid is having fun, but they're healing and inspiring imagination at the same time. What age would you think? I'm not good at that because I'm still a kid myself and I love all this stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, but like what age are you targeting this content for? Well, it can definitely, definitely go to five years old, as young as five years right old. There. I mean, and what about like little boys who are like me? I was hyperactive. Do mm-hmm. you think something like this would work? Well, I actually did um, do this in, in schools, in grade schools with children um, as a school project in, in my nursing program um, for public health. And they just ate it up. They loved it. I mean, because you're closing your eyes and you're using your imagination to visit these worlds and use these powers that are coming from inside you. And when we were done, I mean, in a, a grade school class, that's, you know, that's a lot to, to wrangle. But everyone was silent. Everyone was engaged. And then afterwards... They were all talking about the colors, the places that they went, the powers that they had. And so I think you give, I mean, it is a replacement for the iPad, I mean, to go within and give them this blank canvas to explore. Yeah. Well, I think everything that you're doing is so interesting and fascinating to me. I think that... Thank you. Yeah, I think that people underestimate the power that they have in their lives. And I I think they underestimate their brain and how quickly it can adapt. And I'm going to tell you a story. I just started that. Um, I just started learning how to play the piano, and so I don't have a background nice. in music. And do you play? Mu- do you do music at no. all? Okay, so no. it's like this language. And, totally. But it's using different parts of your brain that normally, because there's the visual part. You're looking at the notes, and then it's like how high up on the the uh, scale it is is like which note it is and then the size and shape is how long you hold it the beat is like factored in there and then that all gets translated into your fingers so it's using all of these parts of your brain that are completely unrelated basically and you do music so i'm learning and i would go down and start doing a piece of music and i would try to do all of this and i can't do it and within an hour, I could do it. And I could not believe my brain was able to figure this out. And it kind of scared me because I'm thinking, holy crap, like my brain is learning all the time and in like super sophisticated, pulling all these things together. It kind of scared the heck out of me. So it kind of relates to what you're saying, how powerful you are and your brain is very powerful. You have no idea. Yeah. You have no idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and the truth that you're absorbing all the time and you don't know what your, your brain or your spirit is processing, you know? So again, being conscious of that is really important. People that are listening to this and they are resonating and maybe relating or excited to what we've been talking about what would you suggest that they do? Well, I would say, number one, set aside some time for yourself to go inward and to simply ask yourself, what am I feeling? And once you connect with that, ask yourself why and see where that route leads. And you can see 
what the real issues in your life are that are either affecting you positively or negatively. And then if it's a negative route that you're finding to a past trauma, and it doesn't have to be an extreme trauma, um, then you know exactly where to start in order to heal. And I think, again, it's really important to believe that life has meaning. And you can't simply tell somebody that. You have to experience that, right? So I would encourage people to connect with their present moment and the world around them, their own consciousness, and just marvel at the miracle of existence. It doesn't have to be some complicated, you know, or amazing experience. Just marvel at the fact that you exist. And you'll begin to swell with an appreciation for life and an undeniable meaning behind it. Do you think that people don't... Because I've been marveling that I exist since I was a little <laughs> kid. I mean, I was on the treadmill the other day, and I'm like, oh my God, I am actually Rick. I'm here. I mm, have conscious. This yeah. is crazy. This is insane that I actually have thoughts. Um, is that not normal? No, I don't think... I think you're special in that regard. I don't <laughs> think that's normal. All right. So you are telling people to, you know, be in touch with their feelings, which is obviously like a meditative process. And uh, yeah, take responsibility for your pain. And then you're actually, it's not a shaming thing that I'm saying, like, you know, why aren't you doing this? It's really exciting because then you have control of your life and you're not the victim. You're not reacting anymore. You're you're choosing how to respond. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of understanding your strengths and weaknesses, like being honest Mm. with what you're good at and what you're not good at makes everything much better because it's not a shaming thing, but then you can actually get better results because if you're honest with what you're good at and what you're not good at. And it sounds like this is kind of a similar type of thought is if you look at what your pain is that and be honest with it and where it comes from, um, that would be helpful. All right. Well, I'm definitely going to have to have you back because I have 10 other things that I want to talk to you about. Oh, but, that's that's uh, great. I'd but love yeah, to be no, back. I think this is, uh, this is uh, super wonderful. If people want to get in touch with you um, and learn more about what you have to offer and your books and all of that stuff, uh, where would they go? Yeah, so you can go to RoyGrantLifeCoach.com and that has links to my meditations on YouTube, to my book on Amazon, and um, to my Instagram, et cetera. So you'll get all the juicy, good stuff there. And to book a life coaching appointment if you would like that. Okay, great. Well, when I first, when you first told me that you were a life coach, when I first met you, I'm thinking, he's way too young to, be, to have <laughs> enough experience to be a life coach. But after talking to you, I think that you're probably a wonderful life coach. Oh, I'm so glad I changed your mind. Yeah, Yeah, most definitely. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for making the trip down to Chicago to uh, talk with me. And this has been wonderful. Yeah, it was a blast. Thank you, Rick. You're welcome. My name is Ricky McGeckrin, and you have been listening to Eager to Know, the podcast. If you haven't already, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Eager to Know podcast.